0: A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BTW, Revoid, prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So that as good as it can be. So wait, I made the decision to. Step away from Saturday Draft Life for a little while. It's not goodbye forever, it's
1: just see you later. Do you think it's just going to be us two doing Saturday Draft Life next season? To be honest, no, because I
3: think, I think we work best as a trio, if I'm being honest.
4: I'm back! And I'm better than ever. I'm for making things better. Here we go. I'm not Eric Bischoff I'm David Campbell. <laughs> Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. It's a pleasure to be here. But Jack, um, I gather that you have a statement to read out for us here.
1: Some information from the man, the myth, the legend, the day one of Saturday Draft Live, Scott McLeod, has reached out to me and has asked me to read out this little announcement for the for the show today. <laughs> I vowed I wouldn't return to Saturday Draft Live until I was able to reclaim my position as co host once again. And that day will now come sooner sort of than you think. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet.
4: Beauty queens of my emotions, I want to make you feel beautiful. Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. On a Saturday, it's about the draft, it's not quite live, but we're here and it's a great time and we're here on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Network run by the tyrant Stephen Wilson. He forces us to make a feature show every Tuesday that comes out in this channel. He beats Ross McLeod, he grinds him to the bone and forces him to get a central out on a Thursday, even though he, sometimes they can't even find someone to do it left to the last minute. That's how it works. We've got East Meets West where he forces Scott and Grant to to walk to Japan. Their their feet are bleeding. It's horrible. Like someone save us from them, but that's that's all that's on this network. But we are here on Saturday Draft Live. I've got a man who uh, doesn't mind spending every day out of your window in the pouring rain. That's Jack Graham. How are you?
1: Oh, very good song, very good song. But do you know, I was out last night, and I I was we were sitting in a beer garden, and there's like a, a a a pergola, you know, like just that whole thing. And I actually moved my hand at one bit, and I see a shot in my hand. Mm. <laughs> I was, no, was, no, was no best pleased.
2: I
4: have I, never heard the word pergola until the last two weeks, and I swear I've heard it now like ten times. Like, I feel I have entered into a new universe, because the universe I was in previously, pergolas did not exist. That, <laughs> or at least the word <laughs> did not. <laughs> like, I have never heard of it before, and then my fat mate was like, I think I'm going to get a pergola for the back. I was like, i fucking what now? So... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, someone who is looking for the girl with the broken spinal, and perhaps asking her if she wants to stay a while. It's David Hockney. How are you?
3: <laughs> that is um, oddly accurate, actually, pretty much. But I'm surprised you've never heard of the word. I'm surprised you would never heard of the word pergular before, because I thought you'd be quite similar with the word uh, purgatory. How fucking dare you? Uh,
4: <laughs> and he will be loved. He will <laughs> be loved. He's back. you making a return to Saturday Draft Live. You know him. You also love him. Mr. Scott McLeod, how are you, my friend?
2: Oh, boys, boys, I'm I'm back. You know, my, I can't feel my left arm right now because of that, like the vaccine, but, you know, it's a small price to pay. I'm back on the show. I'm sorry I left, but, you know uh i didn't i didn't feel the same way about the draft as i did before you know I, as a band whose name i was gonna look up before i made this joke you know i was all out of love and when i went away i realized i was so lost without you but i know it was right leaving for so long is
4: that starship
2: no it's air supply Ear supply, supply that's I who, it is. Who, did, who did that i was gonna look up who did that song beforehand but right. i'm not one for preparation it's a great song. I mean,
4: two songs, two great songs featured already in Saturday Draft Live. The album, the compilation album, will be coming soon. But we need to get in to the top three of the week. It's very exciting, Scott, to have you back because your brother, your very own brother, Ron, in the transfer. He was on here doing his usual complaining last week, you know, about people screwing him over in the transfer window. But he did manage to pick someone up because he missed out on Roderick Strawn, and that man was Adam Cole, who managed to get him 10 points this week. So, Ross, from going to complaining about having to pick up Adam Cole, will be very happy about the position he's put him in this week, Scott.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Adam Cole with the big win against uh, Kyler Well, who is on that team. Uh, I would be disappointed about that, but I, I, I foresee uh, a rubber match, maybe a Summerslam weekend takeover, but Carol really wins. But you know, I think Adam Cole's still a decent person to get. I know he's not in about the the title picture right now, but I think he's still like out of all the NXT picks, he's still one of the more reliable ones more often than not. So you know, that's not it's fair enough because we don't cause everybody seems to assume that Roman is going to beat Kushida. But there's no guarantee if you get Roderick
4: Strong that that title change is going to come this season. No, I agree. I agree. I think, um, especially with the Cruiserweight title, we've seen it's a bit hit and miss. We try and make predictions for that title and it never seems to come off for anyone. But, you know, Ross, Adam Cole, future things in the cards, he admitted last week, you know, Adam Cole might not get that win against Kyle Royale at the big pay-per-view event. However, in the lead-up to it, he could do pretty well, so we'll see what happens with Adam Cole gone forward. I don't even want to talk about this guy, Jack. I don't want to talk about him. People keep predicting his fall. People People think, oh, he's going to tail off. Oh, there's no way he can keep this up. Drew McIntyre, once again, 10 points this week. Jack, um, is there anything you'd like to plug? Because I think we've said all we have to say about Drew McIntyre.
1: Uh uh, this Monday coming, we're uh, releasing an episode on the Big Picture podcast. Uh, underscore The Big Picture it is going to be on recast of fantastic for your good self on that show, David. Yeah, you know, it'll be, it'll be uh, a, a, a rare old. One. I think we, we've said all that needs to be said about Drew McIntyre. He's great. He's doing wonders for my team, and he's he's helped me a lot in the position that I'm in now. So I think that the the book is ready to be closed on any discussion about Drew McIntyre. I think. Yeah, and it has
4: to be said in terms of the draft, Drew McIntyre is indeed Mr. Fantastic. But Dave, you... (laughs) See, you like that one? I'm here all week. (laughs) I'm not here all week, I won't hear a Saturday. Uh, But Dave, you did make a very interesting transfer. We talked about Scott McLeod drafting Miro last week. That was a really good one. The next transfer after that was Jimmy Uso. This week, 12 points for your good self, sir. Mm -hmm. You've got a bit of a pardon the pun, get out of jail free card with this pick because obviously Jimmy Uso was um, arrested um, the DUI hmm. we weren't sure if he was going to appear on Smackdown do you think he could be written off sooner rather than later or do you think that his appearance on Friday was a sign that hey we're just going to see Jimmy Uso continue as if nothing's happened
3: See, I think this is a worry for me because I mean yeah 12 points in one week is great but I worry it's all is only a, a hollow victory because Obviously, the DUI was a, a major setback, and the the higher ups are apparently fuming about it. So I don't know if they're going to punish him immediately, or they're going to wait until you know this big angle with Roman Reigns pays off, maybe at the SummerSlam point, and then they'll write him off somehow. So I think it's very sort of touch and go at this stage, but. All I know is, is I'm, I'm, in, I'm actually in a very dire position right now, knowing that, you know, I lost Braun Strowman earlier on and I could end up losing Jimmy So at some point. Who has the captaincy applied? And I've made my captaincy change already. So, yeah, I think I'm going to be in a bit of a tight spot in the coming weeks.
4: Well, someone else is in a tight spot as we go to the table. Christian Cage, just instant classic. Sarah Greaves, madness. Uh, mad moves at the transfer window has left her still in last place and 109 points. He's moved off the bottom of the table here, folks, just in time for his return to Saturday Draft Live. Scott McLeod on 111. 111- 0.5 points um, ahead of him as team go 128 points for me and then tied right now uh, Alan Laurie Loyal's 148 points where Ross McLeod tied with Mr David Hockney and the Country Club um, wankers on 148 points also um the Listener League uh, Make-A-Wish guy is on (laughs) Um, (laughs) 154.5. Gary Kernan with Team Vista on 184. Uh, Ryan, the the thieving bastard Gallagher is on 187. Uh, Then we have the top 1% with Stephen Wilson on 193. And Jack Graham, who next season needs an easier team to say, Uh, relegated Liquidated is still the same fantasy team. He is still, of course, in first place on 246 points. But Before we're going to break down Scott McLeod's team today, but there are a couple of things I want to specifically bring up and Scott there's one thing that that you are <laughs> heading into i have listened to you Jack and Dave you, you love to gloat when the time is right and one <laughs> trade you made in the transfer window was with Ryan Dalgleish you traded away <laughs> Bailey and you got Asuka <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to say in the wake of what the news was regarding Bailey's injury this week would you, you have the force her on you go uh,
2: I did prepare a little statement <clears> to <throat> so unfold this bit of paper Ha, ah, ha! ha, ha, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha, ha! Oh hee hee he. hee! Ha, ha! And turn um, a bit. ha! Uh-huh. Yeah. I what were you guys? It. What, what, <laughs> what, what Stephen was was described as the most pointless transfer because you know I one regret is I forgot about you could get some points out of people, but knowing that uh, knowing Ryan Douglas, he probably wouldn't have traded me anything, and that's fine. But you know he got what he. I think he got what he deserved. <laughs> Uh, and then you're coming in with that attitude when he won the Listeners League after I was right? I defended him throughout his Listeners League journey. And then he showed his true colors on the selection show. You know, like, fuck him. Uh, maybe that, maybe this will teach him. And I know I don't expect Ask to have the best season. I don't expect her to win money in the bank. But, you know, her just showing up will get me a lot more than Bailey will for Ryan. So yeah. I think I got the better end of the deal.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's. <laughs> Something else happened um, as well, and I think, Jack, I'll come to you first on this, uh, but Dave will be interested in your opinion as well. Stephen traded out Chris Jericho (laughs) for William Regal. He then traded away William Regal for Sami Zayn. So he's traded away Chris Jericho, who now has this, this Trials of Hercules type run coming up on Dynamite, for Sami Zayn. Who failed to qualify for Money in the Bank and wasn't on SmackDown this week, as far as I can uh, remember? Um, Jack, anything you like to say, to Stephen Wilson?
1: He shot himself in the foot. He was, it's I, I, I spoke to him the other day, and I went, "Thank fuck, you traded out Chris Jericho," but I saw Labour's a Jericho <laughs> shite a bit ago on. Whereas I don't know if it's going to be. Uh, the way the way they made out in the pro, well, it was back to back to back to back. So I don't know if that's on one night or if it was gonna be like in different shows, but either way, you're it's like three points for the win, isn't it, And yeah. like even even if he gets the point of going to MGF and losing, that's still twelve points I ever had in the first place. He's already he's lost ten points in making the, the those those silly, silly transfers. So it's it's like he wants me to win the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I I I don't know what else to say, but thank you. Stephen Wilson, thank you.
2: Thank you. I mean I think I think we're all losers here with this Jericho thing because now this labour's a Jericho, that means we have to watch at least four weeks of Jericho wrestling on our television.
4: <laughs> Jeez oh, that's a that's a wee really shame God. That's harsh,
2: yeah. Is it, is it, no? I don't know. I'm not I'm not a political person, me know, but I'll ponder, I'll ponder
4: on that one Uh, Dave, any defence for your old pal Stephen? Obviously you've known him since you were both in nappies uh, both in the (laughs) womb, you know, a very long time Um, but like could you have foreseen what was going to happen with Jericho or at the time did you think it was a good trade out?
3: Uh, Honestly it just at the time it certainly seemed like a bit of a gamble thinking that Sami Zayn would qualify for money in the bank but lo and behold the gamble has failed and it's just hit home even harder now that Jericho's been put in this in this sort of gauntlet format, which would have accumulated at least, you know, fifteen points, you know, whether it was over the course of a few weeks or one night. So yeah, it was um I would see I wouldn't see it as shooting himself in the foot. It was just more he went for a, a big play, a bit of a gamble, and it's massively backfired on him.
4: I wouldn't say shooting himself in the foot, I'd say it's shooting himself in the ass without any wood.
0: <laughs> <room to use. laughs>
4: Um, and Scott, you have returned to Saturday Draft Live this week. Um, you know, so it's it's so good, very good to have you back. Um, but we do need to dissect your team a wee bit. And my first question for you concerns LA Knights. We'll have a bit of yeah. controversy on this show. The ruling from Stephen Wilson for the Million Dollar Championship has been the same as the FTW Championship in AEW. He is not giving championship points for that particular belt. What are your feelings on this, considering that we did have a defence with Ellie Knight defending against Cameron Grimes for this title? If he continues to defend it going forward, are you going to seek retrospective action on these points, or have you sort of accepted the ruling at this point?
2: Oh no, I I will accept nothing that isn't in my favour. We had two title matches for the Million Dollar Title. We had the match at TakeOver. We had the match at Great Berkenbash and you know I I just think it's bullshit it's been a sanctioned match you know they didn't rec- they made a big deal about the FTW FD, title not really been recognized in matches before the one we're about to have next week on Dynamite not being sanctioned title matches but these are sanctioned matches you know there's a ceremony crowning officially crowning LA Knight the champion but I think that is very much valid and I should be getting the championship points and maybe it was because I was in last place that I was fighting so hard for this, because I'll take all I can, I can get here. <laughs> because LA Knight has been a, he's not been my strongest player, but he's been very consistent here, especially since TakeOver, I think. You know, he at least gets vignettes, or, uh, showing off his big house and everything, as the million-dollar champion. So, yeah, like, and the whole ruling from Stephen saying, oh, it's similar to the NWA title, we don't count them either. Like, yeah, but how many people in the past have actually had someone with the NWA title, particularly the NWA Women's Championship? Because I think that's what he's talking about because that's appeared on Dynamite. How many people in the past few seasons have actually had the NWA Women's Champion on their team? Like, There is no precedent set for this, I don't think. So, I definitely think I am in the right. I think I should be getting a uh, billion dollar title points, because they made a big deal about a champion being crowned. Ah, oh,
4: well, uh, complaining to Wilson, who counts the points, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays <laughs> off for him. Uh, Dave, do you have any questions to ask Scott about his team? Um...
3: Yeah, I um, I wanted to ask about one of his transfers uh, that wasn't uh, Aska or Miro. I wanted to ask about Natty and Tamina because obviously before you had Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Now having with them having lost the women's tag team titles, I think it was wise to trade them out. But do you think um, in hindsight, Natty and Tamina could possibly start to dip down the rankings now that you know Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox have now been called up to SmackDown and do you see more of a challenge being presented to, with them?
2: Not particularly yes. I do think they are great. They brought up Shotzi and Tegan because the women's side division on the main roster is so thin so they need more challenges for Natty and Tamina I mean I really I do, I'll admit I I'll, I, said at the time I was going well because I knew I was going to go away for a while I went into the selection show with a fuck it attitude that I didn't care who I, who I got and how, how I fucked up. And so I really should have, if I'd been thinking, should have taken MSK initially. Because uh, they've done very well even after the transfer window. And so I, I knew I wanted to trade out Shots and Ember and with Ember now being separated from... and now being separated from Ember and being on the main roster. Uh, as That seemed like an even wiser choice now. But then I looked out. When MSK, I knew I wasn't going to get him because Ryan Gallagher got right in there before I could because I knew I had to get Walter to fuck out first, because uh, I knew Mio probably might be someone that everybody wanted. But after MSK, the division was fairly lacking across most of the, the brands. You know, I was tempted to go Pentagon and Eddie uh, Kingston, but then they lost uh, Road Rager, so probably best not to go with them. Like Natty Tamina, as much as I don't like them, and I don't like the fact that they're tagging champions, the they have the possibility to appear on both shows, and you know, while not all people may not like Nye and Shana, they were appearing across both shows. I mean, on the best, the best performing tag team last season. So I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that exact success, but I chose them because they are the, the other most consistent team that was available at, the, at that time. Because other than that, you had what, the Viking Raiders. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just really didn't know who else there was. So I don't really see, expect to see much of a dip. For uh, Italian team, if they do lose the titles, they'll still be around, probably popping up across both Raw and SmackDown.
4: Yes, yes, popping up like a bad smell wherever they go. Italian Tamina, since 2010, uh, roughly. Uh, Jack, <laughs> rounding off this look at Scott's team. What would you like to focus on? What do you want to to pry
1: this man about? Um, I guess uh, 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 a lot's been covered already, but I'll, I'll ask about the, the very first transfer that was made uh, Miro obviously as you said you had to get rid of Walter which is the wise move but do you think that was, was Miro always your top target or like I know obviously Jimmy Uso maybe could have been a top target for quite a few folk because was Miro your 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 be all end all guy to take first because obviously he had the title match the week after for your point scoring and then putting the cat and say on him straight his ways but obviously it's, it's played a blinder for you already helping you get off that last position but was he your main man from the start?
2: Yeah, I'm quite disappointed in, in this team. You know, like, uh, I was expecting to be properly grilled here. You know, I was expecting Campbell right out of the bat to say, what the fuck were you thinking, Grafton Walter? Because I deserve to be shit on for that decision. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah, absolutely did, 100%. But he, he's out now, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back to back, he, I think he was appearing so consistently. Well, not consistently, but he was getting a lot more appearances than he had in previous season in the lead-up to WrestleMania. Two title defences, Mania Week, I thought somehow... This was going to lead to uh, an appearance, like more appearances on the U.S. NXT. But I will say I was proven wrong with that. And so I made some bad decisions. I, te- I actually did want Karrion Cross as my first round pick. But Ryan right. Douglas got in there before me. And so I finally needed someone big. I needed, I needed someone who's a champion right now. And for whatever reason, the only person that popped in my head at that point in time was Waller. And I convinced myself that that was a good idea. And quickly learned that it wasn't. Uh, In regards to Miro, yeah, when I was in last place, I think leading up to the transfer window, I thought, well, at least that means I, I'll probably have a better shot getting who I want, at least the first day of the transfer window, because I'll get a pick first. And as soon as Miro won the TNT title, he became my number one priority. He became the person who I wanted more than like, any other as uh, my first round because I knew I had to get somebody who'd get me almost immediate points to make up for how lacking I was in points from Walter. And I made a statement in the, the group chat when I saw that I didn't even see that uh, Miro had a, a match with Brian Pillman the following week until after I traded him into my team. And so I said to you guys, like, I'll get more points from Miro in one match with a captaincy on him than I did from Walter in like two months. And that is the case. I mean, he is, like, he's is he got me up to like second last place, which is good. But I'm, I'm wanting to get to a couple of places ahead of that. I don't expect to win. I'm too far gone at that stage. But, you know, it's quite fitting that he's called the Redeemer because that is what I'm looking for, a little bit of redemption at at the tail end of the season. And, Campbell, I think it was you who mentioned this, or was it Hotney that meant about my my history with the TNT title? That
4: was was myself last week, yeah.
2: The thing is, I don't think when I traded him, when I got Miro in, I was listening to the show last week and I found your point quite interesting because it didn't really cross my mind when I thought about having Miro on my team. Because, like... Even after he won the title, he already had quickly two title defenses against uh, Dante Martin and Lance Arch were very successful. And uh, Darby Allen was defending the title on more frequent bases before he lost it. So i just seen the TNT title something that's going to be defended more regularly going forward. And so it was a consistent points-getter like Cody was for Allen and his team back in uh, season five, the tail end of that season. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I was tempted actually to get Darby Allen uh, at the start of the, the season because like he was actually one of he was the last round pick for me and Steven, and he was one of our better picks, you know, appearing alongside Sting almost every week with the occasional title defense. So I don't know why I didn't actually go for because even when he lost the uh you know, he quickly got points back with no. that win a double or nothing. And I could have easily traded him out for somebody else like Miro if I wanted to. So I'm I could that's another one I'm kicking myself that I didn't uh, get Darby Allen when I had the chance. Fair enough,
4: Scott. Fair enough. Now, listen, we do have an announcement uh, regarding the, the uh, future of this show
2: coming uh, up at the end. Uh, Cabo, mm-hmm. uh, I want to talk about something. Uh, Ryan Gallagher. I, I haven't mentioned this to anybody that was going to say this, but I feel like, you know, we talked about you know, he's de- stealing points from people taking advantage of this transfer window. Uh, can we talk about the offer he made me? What did he offer you? I got this message from, from Ryan Gallagher. Got a suggestion. And hear me out, which is always a great way to start. You've practically given up on the season, haven't you? This is the finish last or thereabouts, which is like comforting. Uh, <laughs> so I'm hoping to have at least one person finish like lower than me. And so he he makes his offer: trade me your lowest scoring guy, which I think would have been Kyle O'Reilly, uh, for Randy Orton and all your points. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and in exchange, I would have gotten not only Randy Orton but. Quote his spot in next season's draft if I if finishes above him which she probably would have with all my points and three crates aside are delivered to your door <laughs> think big here The season hasn't went to plan but you'll go down history and be spoken about forever <laughs> taking a heart in the, heat, the biggest heist in in in, in draft history uh, that's
4: my partner ladies
2: and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> I message back all my points why the fuck would I give you all my points
4: oh my god man he, he made he made some, I have to say him and Gary are as bad as each other because Gary also asked for all my points which I haven't revealed here uh, Gary, Gary asked for all my points as well
2: um, but then yeah. it goes down he's clearly not thought this through because if I take his spot next season that means I, need a, I would have had to and he won I would have had to have picked last which mm-hmm. wouldn't exactly put me in a better position because I was mid-table uh, I was like in the middle of the selection process uh, for this season and look where it's, it got me and uh, so he, he clearly didn't think about it through and i was basically like yeah i'm not uh, as clear as i was not i mean it's starting to look like a less appealing offer by the minute and he put four crates of cider and i went the cider is not the issue here <laughs> the,
4: cider. the cider is far from the problem in these summer months I think we could do a we create a cider but we have a wee announcement on the, the the sort of future of the show how it's going to run uh, going forwards at the end here Um, So I just wanted to give you something to stay for uh, while we go to the low point of this week as Dave Hockney runs down the Listener's League. On you go, Dave.
3: Yes, so um, as I said last week, it's going to be a lot more competitive this time around. And the the standings are getting a lot closer in terms of points, but we still see some recurring names uh, coming back. So just outside the top five this week, Robert Shaw, the previous winner with the Jesters, on 208 points, he's once again, closing the gap after what's been a very turbulent uh, week in terms of you know injuries and other stuff going on. But in fifth place uh, is Tom Brock and the Tilburg Trappers, a very consistent performer this season. 210 points, uh, all thanks to his consistent performances and appearances from Drew McIntyre. Uh, his round two pick is Asuka, who's in a fatal four-way match this coming Raw. So she'll get hopefully some match and appearance points uh, there to back her up. Uh, but he was damaged this week for... Uh, a loss to Kyle O'Reilly at the Great American Bash. So a bit of a mixed week, but you know, Tom's still hanging in there in the top five. Next, we have Jonathan Swift with Swifty Tombstones Lee on 214 points. A bit of a quiet week for him, but he's lost some valuable pay-per-view points, uh, largely because of Bailey's injury, because his captain's Bianca Belair, and he won't be able to get uh, those much-needed, you know, pay-per-view title win points with the captaincy applied. But he but she does get a title match against Carmella, so that's a sort of uh, consolation prize on that front. He's got Alexa Bliss in the upcoming Fatal 4-Way as well, and he's got Kevin Owens in the Money in the Bank ladder match, but Randy Orton and Damian Priest have both been MIA for for quite a few weeks now. So will that come back to Houghton? I mean, I hope not. So let's just see how he gets on from there. Next, we have Adam Callier with P45, someone who's been sort of just slowly working their way up the table and has now sort of found... Uh, easy footing uh, in the listeners league. So, we said last week he changed his team team captain to Tony Tony Schiavone, who's been one of the best scorers that's not an active competitor this season. Definitely a uh, definitely an interesting play and it's helped him out massively. He's also got Omega and Callis as his tag team as well. So quite a, a big AEW presence on his team with Chris Jericho as his final round pick. So he could benefit from that uh, series of gauntlet matches uh, coming forward uh, in the next few weeks. So he could be in for a, a shout of maybe jumping to second or even first place. Next, we have Ross Brady, a very strong performer this season, who's clawed back second place. Uh, 225 points with the talented Mrs. Ripley. Now we've spoken a lot about you know Ross's team. He's been he's been very much one of the strongest performers this season with both members of Team RK Bro and his team. He's got Tony Schiavone. He's got Britt Baker and the Young Bucks as well. But he has changed uh, his captaincy to Matt Riddle. I thought it was a bit of a questionable decision at first, but he does have a uh, a leading presence on Raw, uh, you know, compared to his tag team partner. And he's also featured in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Could certainly be an outside bet uh, for that match. But I think. Uh, The captain change, it goes, uh, not the one I would have said, but it certainly seems to be doing well for him so far. Uh, And once again, at the top of the table this week, we have JP with shirts in, balls out on 232 points. So uh, JP, again, another consistent performer. He also has Tony Schiavone as his team captain. He also has both members of Team RK Bro. He has Britt Baker as well. So you start to see a running trend with the two top scorers uh, so far. Uh, His tag team is The New Day, who's been heavily featured in this feud with Lashley and MVP, so he can still rack up points from there. And he also has Charlotte Flair, who's going to be in a Raw Women's title match at Money in the Bank. So... JP certainly in a very, very good position with his team. What I think the only thing that could let him down is maybe Randy Orton's absence uh, on Raw the last sort of few weeks. But nonetheless, he's a good seven points ahead of Ross, which, you know, it's sometimes it can make all the difference from winning and losing. But I'm excited to see, you know, a lot more competitiveness and some points changing uh, in the listeners' league in the coming weeks. So on that note, back to you, go,
4: Stephen, Stephen, I'm not being ridiculous. There's some wanker called JP who could win and come up. Right, you just need to put an end to it all right? it's, it's had its day Oh fuck, sorry. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Saturday Draft Live um, Dave, thank you so much for that We all hey, love the listeners like here um, Now, there was an announcement We wanted to make about the, the future of this show Going forward, obviously Scott McCloud is coming back um, To the show And while I was meant to be temporary I've loved doing this show so much I would also like to stay on uh, Something the guys have kindly agreed over here So The way that it's going to work going forward is the big shows of the season, the first, the draft show and the analysis show after that. All four of us are going to try and be here. The same for the last show of the season uh, before we go into a winner. Um, apart from that, it's going to work on a rotational basis uh, where two of us will be here every week breaking down the action. It'll be different combinations. It could be Jack and Dave. It could be me and Scott. It could be etc. etc. You know. So that's the way we're going to work it so all four of us can continue to give you the best draft analysis uh, and the only draft analysis on these airways. Guys, how are we feeling about this this new era of Saturday Draft Live and entering into
3: you know, a little bit of mix and match might actually do us some good. You know, we can see how each of us sort of bounce off each other. But you know what it also means as well? It means that at some point, one of you is also going to get the opportunity to discuss the Listener's League. Oh, fuck. Oh, and fuck I really that. hope it's you, Goat.
1: Um, so... I don't want to be thought through uh, David, I don't want you here anymore. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for the three, the three OGs. i back doing it once again. I'm, I'm just... I just don't want you speaking about the Listener's You know, I mean, I'm doing it for your greater good. EOGs, you
3: joined the same time as me. Don't give me any of that pish.
4: I am happy to leave the, the Saturday <laughs> Draft Live.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Again, um, no, Scott, it's been a great first show having you back. Are you excited to get back in the saddle with Saturday Draft Live?
2: Absolutely, because at this point, I'm just going to be now looking condescendingly at other people's teams who, who actually have a chance of winning. You know, out of spite <laughs> of my own team. Uh as they try and claw to the middle point of the table and you know, just come back with a better strategy more motivation for the purgatory season, and uh, uh, next season. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to keeping it fresh, you know, so I don't have to take time away like I did before. And uh, I look forward to the uh, these shows where all forwards are coming together, you know. With every week it's gonna be like our own solo films, like our own winter soldiers, our own uh, Black, Iron fireman. Aye but then when we come together, start at the end of season, Avengers, assemble if you well,
4: will. I want a backseat Thor. Um, but thank you for joining us on I'm Saturday. Captain America. Uh, of course you do. Yeah, you'd be capped. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I can, I can see that. Thank you for joining us on Saturday Draft Life this week. It has been a pleasure. The new Eda starts next week uh, and two of us will see you then. We haven't decided which to, but two of us will see you then. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. Stay classy, San Diego.